Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're very welcome to episode 30 of the Scaling Your Business podcast. This episode, I have Jack Gaysford from Kent in the UK joining us. Jack, you're very welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Pleasure to be on. Delighted to have you. As usual with guests, we always go back to the early days. You live in, just outside of Kent in Canterbury, if I'm correct. Yes, yes, we do. Beautiful part of the UK. I was born in, mm. yeah, born in England myself. I was born in Leicestershire, but my parents moved back to Ireland when I was two okay. years old, but spent a lot of time in Birmingham and London as of late. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I've I've not been out to uh, Kent, but I've heard nice things about about the place. Kent do good beer, good food, nice country walks. Can't complain, really, man. It's uh, it's a nice place to live. That sounds like an ideal life for me. Which is the years <laughs> I was there. Um, tell me, what was life like growing up in Kent? Uh, yeah, fine. Like you know, it's um, I was I was born in Surrey, uh, and then I moved into Kent when I was maybe five or six, I don't remember the Surrey area, but um, it's, it's nice, you've got some nice cool little villages around here as well, but it was, it was mostly country pubs, long walks with the dogs, uh, getting outside, getting muddy, those sorts of things, camping and, and all those bits and bobs. So always kind of growing up around, uh, sort of just having a, uh, you know, a bit of space, a bit of land, country, those sorts of things. So um, have, yeah, have you, got any, have you got any favorite memories? Like you mentioned walking the dogs or going for drinks. So have you got any standout mm. memories from? Not necessarily standout ones. I think it's more of just a, an overall nice childhood, uh, you know, fairly simple, um, you know, lovely family, dogs, pets. So, yeah, just the, the generic upbringing, I guess. Nothing too spectacular, mate, no. Cool. Well, it sounds like a good upbringing. Let's mm. stick with the early days of Jack. Who were you most influenced by as a kid? Oh, God, that's a huge one. Who was I most influenced by as a kid? I used to like I used to like Elon Musk and I still do. Uh, obviously, he was still in his, his early days of, of building businesses and those sorts of things. So I used to find him really interesting. I used to really watch Richard Branson, which was a, which was a big one. Um, I was interested in space when I was a kid. So everything with things like Virgin Galactic and, and those bits and bobs always have me really interested. But no, that's a that's a tough question. Just to just to put straight out there, I have no idea really, dude. Elon so Musk, you- Richard Branson, the classic. If there was an invite for Nectar Island, you'd say yes. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I love it. Would you know? Um, oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, no, just because you said Richard Branson, of course I'd say yes to it. I'd love to play <laughs> a game of tennis, a, a tennis over there. Yeah. I would. One of the previous guests actually spent time over there and he played tennis. And that's how I uh, nice. uh, I'm learned, jealous. It, learned about it. Yeah, definitely jealous as well. <laughs> Forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, but you're the founder of V21. Yes, absolutely. Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Uh, yes, both my parents. So my my dad runs a uh, a marketing company, and my mum runs a counselling practice. So all of them have always had their own businesses. Grandparents have always had their own businesses. Uh, my granddad was a a plumber. Uh, my my other granddad set up lots of businesses as well and sold them. So uh, have come from a family of sort of the entrepreneurial mindsets, I guess, which has kind of helped me build mine, I guess, to to a certain degree. Yeah. You've mentioned your parents, your grandparents. Did any of them have an influence on your decision to set up your own business? Uh, my dad was the influence there. Uh, I remember working for him. So I came straight out of uni, 
went to find myself and travel around the world as, as you do. And then I got back, worked for his company for a little bit, hated it. And then he said, look, you know, <laughs> get off my business, go and set your own thing up. Uh, give me a bit of a kick up the backside. And uh, yeah, I kind of went and went and did it really. So, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, if it wasn't for my dad, maybe I wouldn't be in the situation now. At the time I was thinking, buddy, oh, how the hell am I going to do this? What am I going to do? But it's, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do, run my own thing. I've never really dealt well with authority and uh, and those sorts of bit, Bob. So it's quite nice to be liable for actions and those sorts of things. So, so yeah, probably my dad to be honest, man. Me and you too, mate. Me and you too. I've had my oh, wrist really? slapped too many times by uh, corporate companies that uh, I don't work That's by it. myself. What's your and, and I do want to get into uh, later in the podcast around small series you have on opinions, but what's your favorite part of being an entrepreneur or self-employed? If you can take any of those. I think it's uh, it is it comes down to responsibility. I think for me, it's it's that I am one hundred percent liable for everything that the business puts out or the people that we work with or the type of work that we produce. It's you know there, there's no there's nobody else's fault but my own. And you have to hold yourself accountable for when you make those mistakes. And I think that when you own up to those and you try and figure out a solution, actually you grow and you learn a lot faster. Uh, whereas, you know, maybe when I was a designer, uh, uh, you know, a good couple of years ago, that is never your fault. There's already a couple of other people that are part of that, that project or there's many pieces of the puzzle there that you can put the blame on when situations get heated and uh, we've all had those sorts of situations. So I, I like the the pressure of and the stress actually of, of running a business um i think it keeps you on your toes if you want to be successful you got to have drive where does your drive come from being able to make enough money to go down to the pub and drink and that's <laughs> that's, an, that's an awful answer that it's uh, mate as long as i can i've always said to my partner as long as i can earn enough money that if i went out for a meal and i wouldn't have to look at the menu and look at the prices then i, I would be pretty content uh but it's backed up by doing something that I absolutely love every day. It's, you know, it's a passion. I used to be a bit of a YouTuber when I was younger. So I used to make a lot of content there. I used to make a lot of gaming videos as well. because I was going to be massively famous and that never, never quite worked out. But yeah, it's, it's driven by just, I just have a massive love for it, man. It's, it's, you know, it's what I know. It's what I want to do for as far as I can see anyway. I just want to get better and better. So uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. I love this couple of countries haven't looked you up on social media. You've been to Norway, China, Southeast Asia. I know you're a dog lover. You own a dog. You've got tattoos. What's one thing that you're into or curious about that not a lot of people know about you? Uh, I am fascinated by the ocean. There you go. That's, that's one. I find, um, I find it scary. It's almost like, um, I don't know, I sound like a, one of those folk that have sort of metal tinfoil hats on, but I reckon aliens probably live there. So a bit, bit of one of those, one of those weird people. I quite like conspiracy theories. I think it's, it's mad to think that it's something like we've explored 7% of the planet and the rest of the 93% or 95, whatever it is, is actually the ocean. We've never really explored it. Um, so I'd love to figure out what's down there, what's right, right, right at the bottom. Uh, it's, yeah, it fascinates me, man. It's scary, but it fascinates me. Would you go swimming with sharks? Yeah, it depends on what sort of sharks they were. Uh, but You're yeah, in a like, cage. Give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. No, I'd go free diving. I'd give it a go. If they were if they were just not not man eating sharks, then I'd be I'd be pretty happy. Get some of the uh, little herbivores. I'd be pretty happy with that. Let's combine the ocean and con and conspiracy theories. Have you got a, like a favorite show or podcast that you've listened to that has fed that um, conspiracy side of you? 
No, not necessarily. It's probably just come from my my partner watches a lot of conspiracy theories as well. So when she does her makeup, I just I just hear it all the time, and I'm quite interested in that as well. Um, I, I like um, things like Blue Planet from David Attenborough. I've always found him yes. a really cool guy. Uh, you know, he's trying to make a huge change in a in a world that probably won't, and uh, he's trying to make a big impact. I think that's probably sparked my inquisitiveness just slightly. But no, not not necessarily. I think it's just I used to swim a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I've always been fascinated with things like planets and space and you know just the bigger picture of we are one almost insignificant person on a planet that is fairly insignificant and the bigger picture is that we live in a galaxy where there's hundreds of thousands of millions of others it's you know it's it's crazy and it puts things into perspective a little bit and i think that's again bringing it back to business it, it helps put things when you have those small moments in business maybe you have a frustrating client or you've missed a deadline or maybe your car's broke down or something like that actually don't stress about it because there's so many bigger things that you know you can be concerned about and it helps you deal with those situations so uh yeah it's a, it's a nice little tool as well i do want to get into business i have one final question because yeah. you've mentioned mm. space if you had the opportunity to go to the bottom of the ocean or to go to space but only one which one would you choose oh, no i didn't even ask that oh where would i go to space i gotta go to space 100 i go to space i think even though i love the ocean i am much more fascinated with this space i've got a huge tattoo on my back of all the planets in the solar system uh, i would i would show you but i'll have to get naked and i don't think we'll have that <laughs> all right <laughs> um but um yeah it, it looks it looks mad but i don't know yeah it's 100 space nice building a base of customers you got to do it to keep the lights on or you're certainly got to retain customers if you're not going after to build customers i have a thing called a cookbook it's just a list of daily things i got to do to keep my clients nice. or to grow clients whether it's uh, cold calling emailing networking what's in your list so that you can either retain or continue to grow your business i spend a lot of time on business development so it's all around making clients feel as comfortable as happy in both the service that you provide and in that relationship that you have uh, together all, all, all the time, whether that's taking clients, again, <laughs> there's a theme here, you can, you can tell. <laughs> um, going out for dinner, going and doing, I don't know, paintballing, or obviously we haven't been able to, have to do that the last year, but uh, before that I made a really big effort to, to do a lot of that and it will be coming uh, into fruition again soon, I guess. But it is, it's, and it's the whole thing, it's just if you do good work and you under-promise and over-deliver, which I'd like to think that we always do, um, and, and just be a genuinely nice person to people that you guys work with, have that relationship, you know, it's, it works both ways. You, you, you do a good service, they pay you your worth, uh, whatever you perceive as that value, um, and, and that relationship continues. It only ever breaks down if it's, it's one way and maybe they're not getting a good service. So it's a balance of everything, man. But I, I try my best to um, really put a lot of time into building those, those relationships. For anyone who's seen you online, your setup mm. is sick. Uh, you put yeah, a lot it's of time. Good. Your yeah. new, your new room or office mm. is deadly. I know you spend a lot of time there over the weekends getting yeah. it set up. When people are posting content or they're attempting to build their brand today, what do they do that frustrates you? I think the the biggest thing for me right now, and this this changes from week to week, it depends on what I've seen on social media, really. It's for me, it's, it's the gurus that have been in. And again, I can't really say much because I've only been in business for three years. I'd like to think that I know my stuff when it comes to social and when it comes to marketing and, and video production. Um, but I don't know everything that there is to, to know about that. And I'm, I'm very open about that. It's the people who are in business and start a new company and don't have experience in that. And suddenly they're telling everybody how to do it. 
you know, especially in marketing, there are so many different ways. And usually the answer is it depends. There's, there's so many different variations no. of that. There's not a one size fits all. And you see all these guys selling these courses and building big personal brands and then using that and monetizing that to get people from other people to train them on some very basic information that you can find pretty much all over the internet. It's those, that that's what, it's a hard one. There are other things as well, but for me at the moment, it's that, it's the people that, almost fake their way to fame or, or fake their way to getting new business. Uh, it's, it doesn't sit well with me. And it's just, you know, if, if you don't know, be honest. And people appreciate your story and your transparency much more than saying that you are the best at everything. Yeah. Um, but that's, I guess, how maybe how I've been brought up or, or what I've just found works for me. But, you know, it's different for everybody. It's, you know, there's no secret form, there's no magic potion to success. It just happens again, going back to just, building a relationship with people, providing a very good service or, or a good product or whatever it is that you, that you do. Um, and, and patience, that's all it is. People don't give things enough time all the time. I love that answer. I reckon we're a similar age and I have been to several talks and given some talks. And one thing around content that I see a lot of people say uh, is, Rain, if I, am, I have to pick between the following two things, one, an hour of cold calling and pure prospecting or an hour of content creation, I can get more bang for my book short-term from doing the cold calling prospecting rather than the content creation. What would you say to someone who purely just focuses on the prospecting cold calling and doesn't give any thought to creating content in terms of the long-term? Again, all relevant, all relative to the situation. So if it works for you and it's going to continue working for you, there's absolutely no reason to stop doing it. Um, continue doing it, double down on it if it's working. Um, there's no need to make content if it's working for you. Um, you know, content is, it seems to be this like marketing spill word that people have used. And it's, and it's almost like it ticks all the boxes. It, it doesn't at all. Content is such a small, finite amount of the bigger picture in running a business. It's, it's you know, it's, I don't even know what percentage it would be, but for us, maybe it's 10, 20% of, of everything else that we do. Um, so you have got to do the cold calls. You have got to do the marketing inbound outbound um, organic paid you've, you've got to do everything to, to generate that sort of business but again it's, it's relative to what you do um, let's say i don't know pharmaceuticals maybe cold calls is better um, but for let's say video production companies on a particular social media maybe making content organically is the best way for you but it just takes time um, it depends really on on how much money you've got how much you're willing to invest um, you know how much you can put down because that's going to make the production better um, or bigger campaigns, smaller campaigns. Um, there's so many different variations. Um, but me, I'd say try and give everything a go and, and just figure out what works for you. If you see that cold calling works best, do cold calling. It's, it's totally relative to, to what you do. Gotcha. You've got a YouTube channel and a couple of videos feature a friend of yours, oh, I assume. <laughs> and the particular series I'm talking about is Opinions on have you got yeah, a favorite yeah. episode that you've done or you've recorded and not released? Oh God. So no, that's, that's Ross. So Ross is an editor at B21, uh, but we, we just click really well together. Um, so, and, and we're both, uh, we're, we know, we both like to share our opinions on, on certain things. I think for us, it was more of an experiment that series to see if people will get involved, if people will engage. And it's interesting to see, you know, what, what has done best out of all of them. The best one was talking about university and whether it was a scam or not. Um, because, uh, we, you know, we've all been to uni, um, you know, those sort of 24, 25 year olds now are probably starting to reflect on that a little bit, whether it was worth it. Um, but 
I felt that there wasn't really much that I got out of uni in terms of maybe a tangible job or, uh, you know, any sort of step up that ladder that helps me in, in that way. Because um, I had friends that didn't go to uni and actually got a job straight out of college or, or school or whatever they were setting up on their own. Um, so it was a video around, is it actually a scam? Is it worth it? Does why, you know, why are we spending two and a half, nine and a half thousand a year Shit, nine on a and course? A year, yeah. Uh, on a course that actually, especially now, you can't even go into uni. You can't have physical lessons, yeah. um, and you're still paying the same amount. Uh, you know, it's it's that was that absolutely blew up. I think it reached a couple of hundred thousand views. Uh, we had so many new inquiries for for work through that. It was ridiculous. Um, it was one of the best pieces of content that we've made, and it was a two three minute <laughs> video around me and Ross just chatting about how much we don't like uni. Uh, it's you know the, the power of socials point proven right there right it was uh, yeah. it was it was mad it was crazy i didn't know that that is how much uni cost in uh the UK. yeah it's, it's ridiculous that's expensive that's like half the price yeah. of us and us is just extortionate it's ridiculous and that's that's um discarding things like um your rent your food um uh, just yeah. general activities even things like university books i mean they're probably a hundred pounds minimum per book um it's it's all these it all adds up i think the average is maybe sort of 30 to 40k debt you have after uni um if you haven't oh, been able to get God. some help so it's it's not cheap man it's not cheap <laughs> it, it was it was 1500 a year all in for uni i did okay, for four yeah. years wow that i mean that's i mean yeah that that will cover your first month's rent mate that's <laughs> that's that's about it it's ridiculous in the uk oh, uh but it's just whether or not it's worth it i don't think it is but hey that's you know it's a conversation for another day but yeah <laughs> I, I didn't get 50k's worth of value from it i can tell you that now advice to someone who's thinking of starting a business what would you say to them depends on the age i think uh I, I think I've learned in three years a lot, uh, mostly around maturity and around things like authority, leadership skills, um, personal development. I think I've, you know, I've been reading a lot of books, learning a lot about that. Um, but yeah, go for it. If you, know, if, if you feel that you can put in the time and the effort to, to grow something, or if you've got a really big drive and passion to achieve something, um, give it a go. There's only one way to figure out if it will succeed. And that's just by getting off your bum and, and giving it a go right um you know you, sometimes you'll you'll kick yourself for not doing it sometimes you'll kick yourself for doing it it depends on the outcome but i think um you know it's it's a lot of work people glorify running a business on social media they'll have their lamborghinis and their ferraris and their nice houses and their racks of cash um but in reality actually if you are i feel like if you're a good business owner especially a small business owner a lot of the time you take maybe less than your staff you reinvest everything that you profit on you work longer hours. Uh, I, I got back at 2 a.m. last night from a shoot uh, and I got back in the office at eight this morning. It's those sort of hours sometimes. Um, and um, you've just got to grind, 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 grind. Um, and that's that's basically it. Uh, but it's important to take time for yourself. And that's what I've been learning recently as well. You know, if if I'm not performing at my best, my staff aren't performing at their best, the business isn't performing at its best. So you've got to reflect, you've got to develop yourself personally. You've got to understand when to take that step and, and that breath and, and chill out and just reflect um but yeah absolutely give it a go if you feel like you can do it give it a go nice advice um going back to your youtube briefly momentarily you had another video on how not to public speak you you talk about answering a question post talk and how i don't know was it nerves or whatever kicked in 
how's the journey been since then in terms of public speaking so i i annoyingly i really wanted to get into this and this was one of my first uh if i remember correctly this was one of my first kind of speaking gigs at the time there's only maybe 50 people there but for me that was that was huge um but and then covid hit <laughs> so not not much happened in that sort of in that sort of area i did a couple over zoom uh i think i did one a couple of weeks ago for like two three hundred people it doesn't feel the same though you're, you know you're sitting in a room on your own and it's like you're, you're not really there you know you can't sense the room you can't feel what people are feeling um so it, it does just feel like you're doing a presentation to a client or you're just having a, a catch-up it's a bit different you can't get as animated as well i feel like on zoom but um it was for i've it's a difficult one because obviously i'm used to making a lot of content and I, i'm very very knowledgeable in what i do but it's almost as soon as i have that pressure of people are expecting that answer then and uh, you know, maybe, maybe kind of like maybe you're asking me now, I don't know the questions that you're, you're, you're asking me. And sometimes you get a bit of a curveball and I got asked a bit of a curveball there and I just kind of didn't know what to say. My, my brain yeah. kind of froze. Uh, <laughs> it was just the most uncomfortable Well, let, let me ask this then. Let me ask this. Yeah. You're very good at creating and shooting videos. So for anyone who doesn't have confidence in that department, would you, would you have any advice for them? Uh, keep going 100% keep going it's it's a journey it's not around making the best video first time actually in hindsight you you look back and go cool all of those crap videos that I made have taught me something I've learned some sort of lesson from it whether that was around marketing or whether that was around production or whatever it might be um, but you, you've just got to give it a go you've got to stay really persistent with it um, but if you don't enjoy it, then don't force yourself to do it. There are so many other options that you can go down. It's again, like I said earlier, it's not just the golden gates to success. There's so many other ways you can do it. Um, but for me, you know, I'm, I'm a creative at heart. I love making that sort of stuff. So if you are that sort of person you're listening, then absolutely go for it. Put yourself out there, tell your story, be transparent, be authentic. Um, and you know, over time people buy into you. That's, that's how it works. Stop building those relationships early. Two final questions. I think I know the answers to the first one. What do you like to spend time doing outside of work? I am a massive gamer. So I've got a huge okay. gaming rig at home. Uh, it's just how I switch off from work. I, I uh, <laughs> again, maybe a, <laughs> a common theme. I'll have a couple of beers, chill out with the boys in the evening, play a bit of Call of Duty or, or something like that. And just, just chill, just chill, catch up. It's just sort of that mind numbing just sit and shoot and have a drink and, and whatnot but that, that's how i that's how i chill out uh, but i've been a gamer for a long time i used to do a lot of stuff on youtube as well um i just think it's important to have that sort of personal time you know not even not just sitting at home and watching youtube videos on how to you know best lights for video or different types of camera equipment that's that's what i see as work now which is a bit of a shame uh, i used to love doing that sort of stuff and really researching stuff but it's now more of a Right, we'll do some research on camera equipment. Here we go. Uh, but yeah, man, I love gaming. It's uh, it's and making music. I love like making music as well. So um, yeah, either either either. You play an instrument, or is it just like? Uh... Yeah, I I like to say that I I do. Uh, I'd like to yeah, I'd like to say I play a bit of drums. Uh, I play piano quite well. Uh, I play guitar really well. Um, so yeah, a couple. Anything more than that's maybe a little bit outside my comfort zone. But I can pick things up pretty pretty quickly. Um, they've got not not necessarily perfect pitch and maybe just one out, but I can pretty much recite a song on the piano if you if you were to play it to me. So, uh, yeah, it's cool.
That's a lot more than I can do. Final question for, <laughs> you, for you, Jack. Emma, I want you to imagine it's the end of the decade, so it's 2030, mm. and you're looking back on the last nine, ten years. What would you like mm. to have achieved? Mm. What would I like to have had achieved? My honest answer would be nothing even related to business. It's just to spend more time with the people that you value most. Really, that's it. Uh, I don't get a lot of time to do it. Um, you know, I, I, I think with everything opening up, pubs opening up, shops opening up, it's a kick up my ass to be like, right, just take the day off and go and see your mates or go and see Nan or, um, you know, spend time with mom and dad, go see the dogs. You know, it's, it's those sort of things that I think when I'm older, I think I will regret if I don't do There's You know, there's always time to build a business. Um, and it's, uh, but it's important to look after yourself a bit more. So I think, yeah, take, take time for more family and friends. Amazing. We'll leave it there. Mm. Jack, thank you very much for your time today. No, I do. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure.